0: Hello. Hello, Desiree. Hello, Myrna. I'm waiting on everybody else to join in.
1: Okay. Who's in right now? Just you. Oh, okay. I'm leaving a store, but it's going to be quiet. There's no way to mute it. I don't see, at least. I waited a few. Okay. It's okay then.
2: Okay.
1: All I did was click the link and it or just asked to me and I said okay. I
0: right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just singing happy birthday. To of <laughs> Just singing happy
2: birthday. <laughs> Daddy.
0: Daddy. 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 many Hi Sasha Yay. Yay. Hello Yay. Hello Gigi Hello, Hello. Hmm. there Hi, Barbara. Hi. I can hear Sasha. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and begin. So why don't um, you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, what's your name? What's your age? What's your career is? Or your job? Or if you're citizen, what state do you reside in?
1: Should I go first?
0: Sure.
1: sure. Okay, I'll go first. Um,
0: My name is Desiree Lopez.
1: I reside in West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm a chef. I'm a student, too. And I'm 23. I think that's it. Okay. Barbara? I reside in West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm
2: 18. I'm a student. And I think that's it. Okay.
0: So, you guys have been following the debate with the presidential candidates, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, right? Yes. Yeah. Somewhat, yeah, I tried. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you a couple of political questions to see your point of view and how you feel about it, just to get a better understanding how this generation copes with all the political issues in our country today. So Barbara, I'm going to start with you. And I would like to know what do you think is the most important political issue at this given moment?
2: I think it's the fact that we can't, in California, they we're not allowed to gather in churches yet, but we're allowed to go to school and go to other places as long as we keep six feet, but they're not opening churches in California.
0: And you think that that is the most important political issue at the moment, in your opinion?
2: In my opinion, yeah.
0: What about you, Desiree? The most important political thing that I can think
1: of is that we don't have anybody, nobody good running for president. I feel like politics is kind of shitty right now, and there's a lot going on racism, freaking the earth is collapsing, nobody's doing anything about it. More people are talking about racism and Donald Trump and what he does and what came out of his mouth more than what's actually going on around us. Like our, our world is dying, and nobody cares.
0: And how would you change that? What do you think people should be
1: focusing on at this given
0: moment?
1: Um, I feel like everything can go green, like the way in China. They even, in supermarkets, they don't even use plastic bags. They use banana leaves. Like, if we had someone in charge that cared, maybe that they would, they can push changes forever, so everyone can care, because if they don't care, nobody cares. It sucks, but they're the ones that people are supposed to look up to. President this, president that, but... I feel like there's really, we don't have anybody. There's nobody.
0: So you think it's important to vote, or
1: does it matter? I feel like it doesn't matter because I feel like there's a higher not. I wouldn't call them power. Um, I would call it like, hmm, what would I call it? Like higher people that that think they're higher than everybody else. And I feel like no matter what we as the people do, it, it, it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't matter. I feel like it's all controlled by some bigger thing that we know nothing about.
0: Okay, Barbara, what do you think about it? Do you think it's important to vote? Yes. Why do you think it's important to vote?
2: Because I feel like they would put in your votes for you if you wouldn't. Mm. Maybe. You know, people
0: sometimes say that if you don't vote, you have no right to complain about a government. What do you think about that, Barbara?
2: if we have no rights to vote that we have no say in the government no people sometimes say that if you don't vote
0: you have no right to complain about the government so what do you think about
2: that um i honestly i kind of think that's kind of 50/50 because if you choose not to vote knowing that you can yet you complain about trump being president and let's say you wanted to vote for Biden, Biden but then you didn't, thank like you, you can't really say much because you didn't do, oh, well, that's not really true because they Yeah, at money. least you could do your tomorrow. OK, but, so yeah.
0: what would you say out there to the young generation, mostly people your age and Desiree people your age? How would you encourage them to go out and vote so their voices are heard?
1: I don't know. I don't even know how to get my voice to be heard. I don't even know what I would begin with telling someone else to do.
2: (coughs) Barbara? I feel like I would probably try reaching out to people nowadays through like maybe through TikTok honestly because a lot of people are on there and you can send out a lot of messages through there and a lot of people go on that app and they can be able to see it. You could show them steps to voting through dances or you can write on them and they could spread it out more and so more people know how to vote, know what they can and can't do. All right.
0: What about when it comes to race? For example, what's your earliest memory of becoming aware of race?
2: I can't hear you. What's your earliest memory of becoming aware of race? Um, I think it was in, I was in probably in elementary school, we were learning about it, all the history class, we were learning about racism and how it started and, um, Martin Luther King, you know, in school, we, we, on Martin Luther King Day, when it's coming up, we start doing a lot of going over history about who he was and what he was trying to accomplish and turn the world into. Okay.
1: What about you guys? Um, Probably when I was a kid. I remember dad always talking crap. Well, not like talking crap, but like, you know, when you're a kid and you hear comments. When you're a kid and you hear comments about, um, like, you know, someone telling you that," that, like, they just call them names and stuff. Like, you know, I guess I saw it from when I was growing up and that's it just made me aware of it not saying i agree with it but it it made me aware of how people out there think
0: before your school okay well how does it make you feel when a person of color or said racist
1: i'd apologize immediately because even if i don't think it was racist if they're offended it's for a reason what about you i
2: agree with that's
0: Okay, so what's something you have done to make things right after you
2: learned that your actions had racist outcomes? Can you you say that again? Um,
0: What's something that you have done to make things right after you learned that your actions had a racist
2: outcome? Maybe I was in school making up. Sometimes you see things on social media of like people making jokes about saying certain things that could be racist or like some people use the term like when they have cotton mouth it's not really a good saying because back in the day cotton mouth was something that the people said when they would stuff cotton in slaves mouths when they would show them and they would sew up their mouths and it wasn't it, it isn't the greatest thing to say but sometimes you hear people in public say oh my god i have cotton mouth and someone else could be really offended by it and me like if i didn't know what that meant like i it's i didn't i didn't really grow up with having that issue like some other people have so I didn't really get offended sometimes when I would hear but now that I know what it means I don't use that word anymore as much as I did or around like people in public where I can offend like offend someone what about you guys
1: I don't remember an instance where I ever freaking I, I feel like since knowing that from a kid I always tread water when I'm Speaking or like out in public, like Barbara says, I I've learned that from young, especially where I grew up. So I don't even see it. I, for me, I, I racism is doesn't really it's not in me. I, I don't see people of color. I don't I really don't, don't not I all. I like to say, I don't think racist at all. And I don't say things. You know, I've always learned to tread water since early. So I already know. Okay. Because I don't want to offend
2: nobody.
0: Okay, well, that makes sense. Now, coming to Christianity, how do you deal with questions and objections to faith that your friends may oppose, Barbara?
2: sometimes i just let people honestly say what they want to say or like assume what they want to say because i know who god is and i know what part he plays in my life and everything he does for me and i can appreciate that and other people they don't really see or they don't want to believe it because most people nowadays if whatever they can't see or prove they don't believe And I think that just all comes down to having faith and honestly, not really caring about what they say. You just say, okay, that's fine. I'll pray for you because if to get mad or to start feeling like you have to get back at them for like offending you by a comment they made about religion in general or about God, I feel like it wouldn't be godly or wouldn't be very Christian of any of us if we were to react and, basically go back and spread evil at the person who said something they did or i mean said whatever they said or did whatever they did i feel like saying i'll pray for you and just you know accepting that you know people have different views and different beliefs is, is the more better thing to do
0: okay makes sense what about you you Can you repeat
1: the question, please? How
0: do you deal with questions and objections to faith that your friends may uphold?
1: Yeah, I want to say that happens to me at least once a week at work, because half the cooks I work with, they don't believe in anything, pretty much at all. And so it's always coming in to things like... For instance, if someone's feeling some type of way, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pray for you. Someone will, someone will give me a comment like, oh, I'll be kicked out of those gates. Like, like they're so evil. I'm like, I'm like, says who? I says, if I pray for you, I bet, I bet that won't happen. Like, I say things like in a joking matter because these people are a lot older than me, and I don't know. I kind of get stuck sometimes because like I want to defend myself and God, and I want to defend my what I believe in, but some people are so narrow-minded. That it's like. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. And what I would say is just, well, it exists to me. And I love God. And hey, I, 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 know, I know him. But if you don't, that's on you. But like, you can't really push the Bible or any kind of beliefs on people, especially people that have 30 years on you. So it's like, the people that I came in contact with, it's really
0: hard to defend. Okay. Needs. For me. It's All right. Is Sasha with us? I see Sasha. Yeah. That,
3: I just joined. Hi, Sasha. You want to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Sasha. I am living in West Palm Beach, Florida, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. (laughs) Sasha, we were just talking on some political,
0: racial, and religion views. Let me go back to the question that I previously asked Barbara and Desiree. I had asked them that, what do you think is the most important political issue at this
3: given moment, in your opinion? Also, please state your age. I'm 27 years old. Um, I think that right now, one of our biggest, because there are a lot, but one of our biggest um, ish, political issues going right now is um, the Paris deal, how Trump were the, you know, it's, it's almost like the United States, they're the rich pe- they're the rich guy at the dinner table. Uh, the billionaire compared to everyone else who makes let's say uh, percent uh, 1% one percent of a billion dollars or not even let's just say average folks and they don't want to pay the bill pretty much is how I see them not Trump not agreeing to sign the Paris deal um, if with with him not signing the Paris deal it pretty much makes a show it sets the the And how do I say it sets the standard that no one, no country can rely on the United States. It's not setting a good example. It's not setting like um, a faith based, Christian based values kind of example. It's setting the kind of it's setting the standard that um, you're pretty much on your own, like you figure out your own finances. You figure out your own energy deals between your own country, and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out on ourselves. We're, we have the money to do so. I don't care. Oh,
2: well,
0: her connection went bad. Sasha, your connection went bad. Sasha. so and I don't it doesn't she that this doesn't okay, scream so, compassion so she comes back let's go ahead and continue asking the other two questions that i have for you guys barbara why is there evil and suffering in the world why do you think
2: um i feel like it's because god honestly doesn't give us anything that we can't handle So I feel like God honestly wants us to, I feel like that builds character and it builds like, like who you are going to be in the future. Like you you have to go through things to know things, honestly.
3: Hello? I got disconnected. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was just asking, I'm going to get back to your point of view about the
0: Paris deal that Trump, President Trump won't sign and how you feel that that's a very political, a very important political issue at the moment, but. I'm allowing Barbara to go ahead and finish answering why is there evil and suffering in the world. Um, go
2: ahead, Barbara. Yeah, like I was saying, um, I feel like it's because God doesn't give us anything we can't handle and it builds character. Like we have to go through things to like, to know things basically, to know how to handle yourself in certain situations. Like you have to learn, sometimes it takes like, going through something to learn not to do it again or to learn a better way to do it or so that way like we can have the option kind of i feel like god like, gives us choices he wants us to have choices and there's evil on the road but there's also good and he just wants to see how our hearts are and we to do, what we choose to do and how we choose to do it so that like he gives us our choice like our freedom i feel like god just wants us to have that okay
0: what about you, Desiree? Why do you think there's evil and suffering in
1: the world? Um, I feel like because
0: nowadays there's just
1: so much evil in the world, and just like there's good, there's evil, and the way the world's going and the era we live in, there's the, the evil out- outweighs the good. So that's why bad things happen all the time. Because I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That's why bad things happen all the time because there's so many bad people out there. It's hard. God is trying to get to all of them, but just like God's trying, the devil's right there too. And I know God's obviously more powerful and everything, but it doesn't right. the fact that there's evil and there's evil people out there that will continue to do evil, and we can't look at it like, oh, that's the bar. So okay, I just feel like there's evil because there is because there's people, there's evil people. Just like when there's good is cause there's good people.
0: Right. Okay. All right, Sasha, you wanna continue with um how you feel
3: uh the Paris situation uh, is
0: an important political issue at this
3: moment? I was saying um I was I was saying it's a it's a setting it's pretty much the United States has helped so over hundred and forty countries for for as long as the economic, for as long as I can, for as long as the Paris deal was enacted since 2000. And he's been helping, the United States has been helping all the other countries pretty much, um, let's say, pay their bills and keep afloat. And now Trump isn't, Trump is pretty much saying, why are we helping these other countries? And he didn't sign the Paris deal. And I feel like um, the Paris what it does is that it, it makes sure that all of the countries are abiding the abiding by the right standards when it comes to climate, climate uh, and um, how we produce, how we produce material. And if we're, if we, the leader of the world are saying like, pretty much screw you, you figure it out on your own. It's setting the standard that we don't like teamwork. We don't want to help you. We don't. We don't love you. We don't care about you. We th- we love ourselves, and that's not how God would want us to treat other people. Especially if you know He doesn't want people in power to you know treat other countries this way. But you know, unfortunately, the kind of people we have in power are um, funded and guided by. Evil, evil plans and I feel like evil exists because evil and suffering exists because that's what I feel like that's what God wanted to happen I feel like he he wants us to experience bad and good because he wants us to he wants us to get to know him and by getting to know him we get closer to knowing what's right and wrong to him not to you know like the standards set by um by laws by us and the more we, the, I guess the more that we um, understand what is right from, from wrong, you know, spiritually to God, then we could, we will know, we'll, we'll know how to, like how Desiree says, it's hard to defend. we'll know more how to defend um, God when we're speaking to the people, the closer we get to him. That's, that's what I think.
0: Okay, so clearly it's important to go out there and vote and make sure that our voices are heard. So my next question to you, considering um, everything that you have pointed out, you know, people sometimes say that if you don't vote, you have no right to complain about a government. So what do you think about that? If we
3: don't vote, you have no right to complain about a government? Correct. Well, I mean, I... There are, hmm, if we don't vote, we can complain. I mean, I don't think they correlate. There are are lots of people who don't vote, like Jehovah's Witnesses don't vote, but they still, they can, you know, they still complain about it. I don't, I don't see, I can still complain about, um, politics and disagree with I disagree with both presidents on certain things right now it's like choosing between two evils like what's what's better out of the two worst things out of the two worst options and I don't, I don't know you stumped me there
2: <laughs> they're, they're, what okay. about
3: felons they they have no choice they don't have the right to vote You know, even if it was for like, it takes sometimes 20, 30 years for their rights to be restored. And, you know, you can catch a felony charge over the smallest, not the smallest thing, but like you can, you can catch a felony charge like in 1980 and you're not the same person 30 years later, but they, they, you have to go through an immense amount of process to be able to restore that right again.
0: Okay. So going on um, to racism in our country because I personally say that racism is not dead, it's very much alive. They can still. Complain. What's your earliest memory of becoming aware of racism? I mean.
3: Yes. Racism? Um, my earliest memory of racism was <laughs> when I was in elementary school, I was bullied for having um I was bullied for having straight hair and for being Spanish in um in a predominantly black school and that's when I that's when I experienced Okay so racism it wasn't either, the first time. It wasn't even just and about, Hello, about I'm sorry. I'm late.
0: No. It was also racism um against clearly your last name is Lopez and you're Hispanic even though you were born in this country. Um, you were teased and bullied as a child in a predominantly black school. Okay, so, hi. You know, how right. does it make you feel when hi, a dad. person of color calls or something you did
3: racist? How do you feel about that? Um, I don't... It doesn't make me feel good because that's not how... I don't... I don't treat people that way. I don't... I don't see, like... I try. I mean, obviously, you can see color, but I don't judge people for their color. So, because I don't do it, I don't like to be treated that way. But they are. I feel like they are. there were like. It's hard when you grew. It's different for me because I didn't grow. I didn't grow up in um, in that sl- in slave during slavery, versus people who grew up with that kind of mentality. That's why I feel we still have racism because of. It, it hasn't even been a hundred years since slavery, since uh, uh, Lincoln abolished uh, abolished slavery. So, like, I, I feel like as, an, as, a, as a country, as a world, you know, it, it's, I don't feel like it's been enough time for racism to, like, completely go away. Because the people who were alive, there are still people who are alive and still have that mentality from when it was, you know, a law where you could literally sell okay. and buy And what's
0: something that husband? you have done to make things right after you learned that your actions had racist outcomes? Clearly nothing that you meant to say on purpose or you meant to do on purpose, but you maybe weren't fully aware. How did you fix the situation if you experienced anything like
3: that? Um, I just, I stopped doing, I like I would say... I would say certain things sometimes, and it would just be as a joke, but um, it's not really a joke because it's true, so I just would okay. stop I stopped All making right. jokes Hi, Jasmine, stuff. how are you?
2: Hi, Nana, I'm good.
0: Um, we were talking about politics and race. Um, <laughs> Sasha pretty much covered um a very important question um that states what do you think is the most important political issue at the moment so i would like to hear your um point of view can you tell the audience how old you are so everybody knows what generation to associate you with
3: are you still there No, it says that oh, she was okay.
0: Uh, disconnected. So, I guess my last question would be: What about those who never hear of Jesus? What w- What would you say to people like that? We covered. Say the covered question the questions again. Questions: How do you deal with questions and objections to faith that your friends may oppose? And why is there evil and suffering in the world? My question would be: Is what about those who never hear of Christ?
3: Oh, I feel like that's those are the best ones. Why do you ones? feel those are the best ones? I feel ones. like those are the best. <laughs> because I they're not tainted by I am not tainted, but they don't have um, I I guess uh, they're not they they're not used to yeah. being in another religion or they have they don't they don't know the truth yet. So it's exciting when you tell someone that you have chance to live forever. This is what you have to do. And it, it makes you excited to tell that person, especially when you know that they know nothing about God. Okay. About Jesus, what about you, what Barbara? He did for us.
2: <clears throat> I think I agree with what Shasha said, that I feel like the same thing.
0: Okay. So basically you guys feel that people who've never heard of Christ are the ones that are the easiest ones to speak about Christ.
3: Well, I yeah, I mean maybe not easiest because they're gonna be like, "What? I don't believe this." But, but excited, it, the most exciting. I feel like people who grew up in the church family, it would be easier to talk to them about Christ because they kind of have an understanding. And they may have gotten misconstrued with some kind of information. And you just have to remind what about them what, you know, what the scripture says. People so
0: like the church and have backslided. How do you reach those people? At least today's issue of social media. We have a lot of I feel some, like, uh, the questions, the ifs and buts. And people always using science to try to make logical sense of the unlogical because you can't make logic sense of the spiritual realm versus the right. physical realm. So how would you reach people that have that know the truth but kind of walked away from God for a moment for whatever tragedy or trauma they've suffered?
3: I would say to... Um, I would say that if we knew someone who was struggling... To, um, and we knew they're Christian. Like if we knew their situation, what was going on, we we should reach out to them often and kind of give them that that support that they need to come back and maybe encourage them to come once a week or once every other week. To okay. What about you, Barbara? Kind of start off slow.
2: Um, I feel like.
3: I mean, considering you're 18 years old about and you're living your life and you know,
0: you're out there having fun and you're, you know, doing you, like you guys say, how would you reach a person or an individual like
2: that? Maybe by inviting them to a Wednesday service or to a vibe night, which is what they have at the church. Okay, and what church do you attend? From um, Christ oh, Fellowship in Boynton. Oh, okay. and they have a,
0: a Wednesday youth meeting called what?
2: It's group okay, what night. What do they do there? They usually start off with praise and worship and then we go off into a word and then we go into groups and talk about it and about what it meant to us or what we learned about it and then we eat snacks or we eat um sometimes they have Chick-fil-A or sometimes they have pizza and then we have another praise and worship and then we kind of go home after that. Oh, okay.
0: And what do you <laughs> what do you grasp from that meeting when you go? Like, when you attack, do you feel better? Do you feel
2: convicted? Do you feel that maybe your life and your walk with Christ isn't where it should be? Um, No, I mostly feel, like, glad that I got to be, because being in church makes me feel closer to God. So it mostly makes me feel, like, relieved. That I got to see it and show that, like, to prove to myself that I can keep showing up and keep going and um basically not lose like your motivation to keep to keep going and to church because some people with like COVID going around and stuff like they rather do church from home or sometimes they rather not go at all.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I say that answering from my perspective, I'm 45 years old, I was born and raised in Miami-Dade County, I'm an account manager, I'm also a business owner, and I tend to not touch on political issues that much because I like to keep them to myself, I think that the political um, conversations can turn ugly quickly, but I think that the most important political issue at this given moment would be making a decision for the right candidate to lead our country. That's what I think that the biggest issue is right now. You really don't know what side to believe on. We either go with someone that we've already seen that he can do for four more years, or we go ahead and go with somebody who had an opportunity to do a lot, considering he was in the Obama uh, administration for eight years. So to me, that's the biggest and most important political issue at the moment. I do believe strongly that we should both. I think our vote should count. And I honestly think with all the schemes and scams going around, if you don't vote, somebody will do it for you because there's when it comes to racism, I really the only earliest memory I have of racism is from my own mother's date, black gentleman. And unfortunately for her it didn't work out to her favor. And I don't see color, I believe that all of us have the same blood running through our veins and i love unconditional there's no condition in love so i love everyone so i've never found a situation where i offended anyone racially um i have been racially profiled by legal governments unfortunately but it's the world we live in so i try not to take it so personally um, I really don't have an experience about something that I've done to offend anyone and having to fix it when it comes to racism. So I'm glad that I'm not guilty of that. I do have friends um, that have an objection to my faith. And with that being said, I always, you know, go back to the scripture that states um, I knock at the door. If you don't know, you know, what do we do? We got to let it go, but continue to pray for their soul and hope and pray that that person eventually. Comes through the goodness and mercies of Jesus Christ, and that they realize that they were placed here for a purpose. There is evil and suffering. I'm doing a, a uh, chapter stuff, chapter by chapter, Book of Revelations on my podcast, Revelations, and why there is evil and suffering in today's times. And for those who never heard of Christ, I must agree with Sasha. Those are the easiest ones, but also the hardest ones to talk to about salvation. And I think that the best thing that you could always use is your own testimony. We all have our own testimony. We've all gone through something that God has brought us out of, regardless of whether you are saved or not, that you can use to encourage another person. So with that being said... I do agree with Sasha that they are the easiest ones to talk to so um, yeah, that, that would be me answering all the questions I just asked you guys <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. so I wanted to thank you guys for
0: uh, joining me in this podcast, it's definitely an eye opener to see how you guys have been dealing with political issues, the racist issues, and religion issues that we have in our nation today, versus how we dealt with it years ago. So I'm still still deal, dealing with it right now, it's just we're, you know, dealing with it in a different, in a different form. So again, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to do the podcast, I appreciate it, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it as well. And if anybody has any questions or comments or want to um, hear the interview from the very beginning, you guys can always go to anchor.fm forward slash 66 and listen to the podcast there. Stay tuned for another podcast which will be coming probably in another week or two. And again, Sasha, Barbara, Desiree, Jasmine, thank you for participating. I appreciate you guys.
2: Be welcome. I liked hearing it. you. All right, guys. You For too.
0: Night. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.